Welcome to the Thoroughly Wrong Project with Lalo and Bob. We appreciate you spending some time with us today. Let's jump right into that weekly dose of things you can disagree with. Take it away, guys. All right, good morning and welcome to the first September 21 Thoroughly Wrong Project podcast. How you doing this morning, man? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm doing good. I uh, I jumped off the sober wagon last night. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. 235 days. 235. That's not bad. Was it like, uh, was it like a, a good thing or a bad thing? Oh, around? no, it was a good thing. It was a good thing. I, I've spent... I spent a long time, you know, drinking and out being out of control. And um but I spent the last two hundred and thirty-five days just I don't know, yeah, it's hard to explain uh, if you're not uh an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to explain. It's like sobriety seems to be this in our culture seems to be this all or nothing thing. And it's like a cult. And, and I've, I've often heard it called the cult of sobriety. And so what I did is I sat down and I made a deal with myself that instead of drinking every night, like I did, I just, I'm just going to drink on Saturday night and that's it. That's what I'm going to limit myself to. And everybody says that, that, you know, that's hard. You can't do that because you'll slip and all that shit. But you, you know me, you personally know me for two years and I, I never miss exercise and I, my diet's always a hundred percent. So I, I have a control of my life now. And so I just added it back in. I like to drink. So, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I, I dropped out of the cult of sobriety last night and I'm paying for it a little bit today. Thank you. Starbucks though. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. Like, well, yeah, like you said, you have very good, like, uh, like discipline. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's very uh, important. It's not easily done. So I, I wouldn't recommend it for like, like you said, for the week of heart. <laughs> yeah, let's let's not let's not say, hey, I'm advocating um, jumping out of the cult here. I'm not. There are some people that can't. And, you know, some people don't have trouble with alcohol at all, and some yeah. do. Everybody's different. Um, I'm going to have to say, like my former hero, Joe Rogan, I'm not an expert. I'm <laughs> just a hero? I, yeah, former. I'm just a fucking podcast guy, and I'm living my life. So my life is uh, somewhat online by doing the podcast, talking about my personal issues. Yeah, I have uh, issues with alcohol, and it can get out of control real fucking fast with me. So, like anything, like you said, stay disciplined with food, exercise, diet, partying, sex, you know, whatever your fucking issues are. If you have – and the way I was looking at it, too, was was that if if you have uh, a sexual addiction or sexual issues – the answer is not to stop having sex. It's to get a hold of your of your demons. Right. And control it. Because we can't not have sex and and if you have you know trouble with food, the answer is not stop eating. It's it's discipline yourself. So in my head 
I, I have to back up a little bit. My my grandfather, my great grandfather was a bootlegger during the prohibition. My grandfather ran that alcohol. My father ran that alcohol. It was his first, you know, he was 14 years old running shit, <laughs> running shit over the mountains in Appalachia, running moonshine all over. So alcohol has been in my family forever. I grew up with it. I lost control of it. Uh, I'll be the first one to admit, but it's always been a part of my life. And, and the answer to my alcoholism is not to stop drinking. That's fucking ridiculous. I, I it was 235 days, man. It fucking sucked, Lalo. It really did. <laughs> it really did. It's, you know, when you when you like to do something and, and you take it, take it away, then it becomes a problem. Yeah. No, I could imagine. I mean, like, I've never had a, a, like, issues with alcohol like that, you know? Yeah. But, um I mean, even looking at people that like smoke and, you know, do things like that, like I, I, I could tell like, it's not like for, for like me, you know, it's one thing to be like, oh, you know, we'll just stop smoking, you know? Yeah. But it's easy for me to say, cause I just don't smoke. Right. <laughs> right. But, you know, I, I understand like that for some people when you tell them like, oh, just stop smoking. And they're like, I can't. Yeah. And you know, for, for like, if you if a lot of people hear that, they'll be like, what do you mean you can't? Like, you know, that's dumb. But it's like a dependency for some people, you know? Well, and yeah. it's, when they say they can, like, they really can. Like, at least not on their own and at least not at that moment. Quitting quitting alcohol was fucking hard. But the thing is, like you said, a lot of people use, you know, it's like, oh, you're 50 pounds old. We'll just lose it. Well, it's not that fucking easy, you know, for some people it is and others. No, just start exercising. That's not that easy. Just start getting up earlier. It's not that fucking easy that I think the issue here that we're looking at is you have to get an epiphany about what you're doing. And that's why I was able to stop cold Turkey for seven months to get a hold of myself because I got an epiphany that, you know, I was sloppy fucking drunk every night for a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got this issue. Uh, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So before it became a problem, I got a hold of it. And now I have a healthier mindset about it. And if, if you want to call it unhealthy, that's fine. If you, you know, however you want to fucking attack me, you know what? Here's my middle finger on air. That's it's my life. I'll do what I want. I, but I'm not advocating for alcoholics who cannot control themselves with no discipline to, to say, well, I'm going to start drinking like him on Saturday night. That's not, that's not my, that's not my advice to you, sir <laughs> or ma'am. <laughs> no. uh, I think that's a good, it's a good idea. Yeah. Not is yeah. And I said former, let me, you know, let's go back. I said former to Joe Rogan because he became one of those people that everyone listens to and he didn't forcefully, he didn't say forcefully enough like I just did. This is not for you. You know, he's, he doesn't get the vaccine. 
And then he says, you know, well, if you're young and healthy, I don't think you should, you know, I don't think it's necessary. Well, you're not a fucking doctor, Rogan. And now you're sick. And then you're taking the fucking animal thing. The dewormer. Like, yeah, the dewormer. And it just seems that he's become, um, I don't know, man, just a misinformation junkie. He just throws shit out there. And he's, you know, every now and then he'll stop. I listen to him a lot. Every now and then he'll stop and he'll say, you know, uh, I'm just a podcaster. You need to check what I say. Well, no one's checking what you're saying, jackass. That's the thing. Yeah. And um, I think I've mentioned this before. When it comes to, like, Joe, he's he's very much, like, in the moment type of person, you know? Yeah. So, like, depending on whoever he's talking to, he'll be like more inclined to like see their point of view and like, you know, even sometimes agree with them. Like I've seen him interview like Bernie Sanders and, you know, if you watch that, you'd think he's some fucking like super like socialist, socialist liberal. Yeah. And then he talks to like Ben Shapiro and he's like, you know, the opposite. So he gets very caught up in the moment. Um, And then when it comes to like the vaccine, I feel like he, I mean, like many other people see it as a, like an individual issue, you know? Yeah. Uh, as opposed to like uh, something that's like for the greater good, that's not just to protect you, but the people around you. And yeah, he just sees it as a way, right? And he just sees it as a like, oh, this vaccine's like to protect me, but I don't feel like I need protection, so I don't want to take it. Um, and I think we need to stop seeing it that way and more of a. Well, yeah, sure, it's going to protect me, but it's also going to protect the people around me. Yeah. And then, you know, that's how you get into the whole, like, uh, like viral, um, you know, like the way viruses, like, mutate and stuff like that. Uh, like, that's another angle of it. Like, another reason why everybody should take it, because um, it's just going to keep changing and, like, mutating and, you know, adapting to the point where these vaccines might not even be effective towards it. Well, that's what the earth is hoping. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's just the way he sees it. I, I think a lot of people see it that way. I, yeah. yeah, I was in a, I stayed in a hotel on Friday night and Saturday morning I got up and was working out, dude. And I was Fox news was on the big screen television, believe it or not in the, in the little gym while I was working out. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously. Like, wow. Like I, I stopped my workout just to, to listen carefully to what I, you know, did I really hear that there? They're, they're just everybody. I guess everybody there is vaccinated, but they still want everyone else in America to know that they have that choice to do it or not. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, like, technically, they do have that choice. Yeah, of course. But um, I mean, I personally feel to even like suggest a little bit that it like, might not be safe for that, you know, oh, we don't know enough about it when we at this point, we do Um, to like, even suggest something like that is like completely, uh, like irresponsible. And just dishonest. Right. Which takes us back to Joe Rogan, you know, like he's, 
he seems like you said, like he seems like a girl I used to date. It's like whatever I wanted to do. Well, that's what she wanted to do. And that's what she was into, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's not, he, he, I guess maybe he's trying to draw in everybody or maybe that's just the way he is. I don't know, but he has lost. uh, I really hate to say it this way, but he's lost my respect. I, I listened to him a lot. He, he totally helped me get to where I am today, you know, with his, he has some things that he talks about that I, I really feel strongly about. Like he, he says, you know, if I only, if I only worked out when I felt like it, I'd be a fat motherfucker. Well, when I'm laying in bed and it's, you know, 15 to five in the morning and I don't want to work out, that always comes to me. Well, I don't feel like working out, but that doesn't matter. So his, his way of thinking, I adopted his way of thinking about that, but I can't adopt his way of thinking about other things. So I guess, I guess like everything in life, you just pick and choose what you listen to and, you know, yeah, I, mean, I mean, uh, like to me, he's always been like, I've noticed that I noticed that early on about him, how he uh, kind of like goes back and forth, uh, depending on who he's talking to. So I kind of always just uh, like take the things he says, like with a grain of salt, you know, but I mean, I still enjoy like the conversations he has um, with some people, you know? Yeah. Um, some of them are like really interesting. And I mean, there's even some like, there's a lot of uh, like non-political like interviews and like episodes that he has that are. Yeah. He has some really um, cool shit. He talks to some cool people in there and his, I think his podcasts are a little long. They're like three hours a day. Yeah. That's a little much, (laughs) dude. I mean, he's not doing it now. He's, he's homesick. (laughs) I enjoyed his, um, I enjoy when he talks to people like Elon Musk and things because in there, there is that three hours. And if you wait until the highlights come out it, after a few hours or, you know, an hour, you start to talk about things that you wouldn't normally talk about like personal issues and things like that. So hearing Musk and, and Bernie Sanders, those are, those are interesting conversations that he has, but man, I'm just, it, Lalo would actually hurt my fucking feelings the the way he's been acting over this <laughs> over the vaccine and then getting sick and doing the shit that he's doing. I'm like, I kind of it, it's hard. It's like when somebody you have respect for starts doing shit that you're like, hey, wait a minute, man, that doesn't that's not what you said you were. <laughs> right. And when it comes to I think when it comes to like uh, things like that, when you like you said, you respect somebody and then they kind of say something or do something that seems like out of character or something that you didn't expect from them. Right. Um, I think at that point you have to kind of like, um, like talk to yourself, you know, a little bit and ask yourself like, and I mean, it comes with everybody, not just like celebrities, but like friends, family members. Yeah. Um, like at what point, like what's the, the hill that you're going to die on, you know, when it comes to like, the way they think or yeah. how they act towards something. Um, Cause I think, you know, there's, there's some things that you can like tolerate with, you know, friends, family, celebrities and stuff like that. Yeah. But then I think everybody has that like tipping point or that like certain issue that to them is just like, you know, I can't see you the same anymore. 
Yeah, and so I think you have to kind of like gauge that, like on a case by case basis, um, and then kind of filter them out from there. You know. Yeah, I get in our world of you know super amounts of friends on social media and everything that we look at people differently now. I. I, I know I'm going to take a hit from some people who have looked up to me because I stopped drinking and now I, you know, have opted back in. So there's going to be have to make some decisions about that, but it, you can't live your life. It, jumping on Joe Rogan's side now, which I, I love to do, playing devil's advocate, you know, he's he's going to say, again, I'm just a fucking podcaster. I'm trying to survive COVID. I made some decisions that's none of your fucking business. But since I'm a podcaster and I live my life kind of online and I have three hours a day to fill, you're going to hear about some of my decisions. So if we, I, I won't, I will probably continue to listen to him, but just differently now. Like you said, like what hill are we going to die on here, Joe? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think that goes for everybody. Like everybody has that like tipping point. If you like, yeah. You know, you can have your best friend and he says something like super like, I don't know, like fucking racist or something. And you're like, whoa, like, where did that come from? Like, how, you kind of start to question like everything you knew about them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, have you always been like this, you know? Um, <laughs> and then at that point, it's your, it's like, it's up to you to decide if you want to stick around. You got to keep your best friend. One racist comment. I mean, <laughs> it's that. It's and that. you know, I, thing when they get comfortable being racist around you that's when it becomes an issue <laughs> and I, I always hear people like um say like i've all is like a very common like phrase or whatever where people say like um like i i can't understand people that um uh, like unfriend you or like stop being your friend because you have different like uh political views like yeah. that's childish but i'm like no it's not <clears throat> if anything it's like it shows maturity because you, you, you're you know you're judging like their character, and if you feel like that's not somebody you want to have in your life or interact with, um, yeah, like that's perfectly fine. Every motivational speaker out there, I don't know if I've ever talked about when have I ever told you about when my neck was hurt when I I needed surgery. Uh, no, I don't think I have. Yeah, well, I sat that my arm started going numb, and then I I was riding a bicycle at the time to to stay in shape, and that wasn't working. I went to the doctor, and then and like my spine was collapsing, so he was like, "Sit in this chair till we get to you for surgery." And it was seven months. <laughs> I sat in this fucking chair, and um, watched television and read books, and all I did was read motivational books, book after book after book. If I would go to the library and get ten, read them all trying to change my life now every one of those says has this message that you're saying get rid of the people that are toxic to you in your life unfriend them stop talking to them if you want to change your life if somebody is toxic to you you got to get rid of them dude i mean that's the way it is there if you buy into like like I had a friend of mine who was he, friends for years. And then when I started to change and, and adopt the liberal California lifestyle that I, you know, that he, he thinks it was liberal California lifestyle. He got really 
vehemently angry. So his poli- my politics changed, and we couldn't get along anymore, so we had to drift apart from each other. So you're absolutely right. It's, it's a mature thing instead of accepting that toxic nonsense, and he thought I was toxic, so the relationship became bad. I don't think either one of us was right or wrong. It's just a, a way of thinking. And you've got to get, you've got to find friends like you came into my life and you and I think a lot, a lot alike. So you and I start a podcast. It's not a toxic thing. It's a very positive thing to me. So get rid of toxic people and pull people into your life that not think like you, but you can more or less get along with. Right. And I think there's a very like stark difference between um, like when it comes to, you know, like, like you're saying, like people that think like you or that have the same ideas with you. Um, like there's a difference between having like different political, like ideology or like opinions, but even like within those like political opinions, like there's certain political opinions that I feel like, like, it's not one of those, like, oh, it's okay to, to have a different opinion type of thing, you know? Yeah. Like if you're, if one of your different opinions is like fucking like banning you know rights from like gay people like uh like i don't think that's oh it's okay to have that different political opinion you know uh if you want to have like a different opinion on like you know what the fucking president did and you know he like caused you know gas prices to go up or whatever yeah that's an argument that's something we can validly argue right but when it comes to like people's rights or like equality i feel like that doesn't fall into that category of like, oh, it's okay to have a different opinion type of thing, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's when it comes down to, Lala, when it comes down to this argument, well, the Bible says, ah, no, wait a minute. (laughs) So it's like, no, no. Fucking Hitler had a different political opinion than me. doesn't mean I'm going to be his friend on the side, you know? So where's the, where in the issue... Is that a personal a personal preference too? When that which issues are more volatile to you? Yeah, I mean, there's certain like issues that um, it's like a hierarchy, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and even then, like when my friends like like I've had people that tell me, uh, like I had a friend recently, not too long ago. We were I forgot how the topic came up, but we were talking about like the Olympics and um, the whole issue of that. Um, weightlifter came up i think she was from australia i don't know if you've heard of her she was like this powerlifter um like in the olympics but she was a trans woman right um and like she was uh gonna compete in the olympics and uh i was with like some friends and one of them was all like uh he's like bro that like that's a fucking dude like that's not fair blah blah, blah you know and i kind of started explaining to them like why that's uh like transphobic you know right and uh you know they gave me the whole like oh well you know like their bone density like it's an unfair advantage and i'm like yeah like that's you know that's a valid argument to make but to like the first if the first thing you say like if the first part of your argument is no like that's a fucking man like that's a dude uh i don't think you're really like setting up yourself to have like uh, I don't know, like a good faith argument, you know? Right. So 
I was trying to explain to him the difference of like, if you want to argue, you know, uh, like, oh, should trans uh, women be allowed to compete in women's sports? Like that is an argument or a debate that's, you know, okay to have. But it's a very thin line between that and oh, trans women are just fucking dudes, you know? Yeah, an argument like, is, is a it, – it's a point, counterpoint, point, counterpoint, and then we talk about those things, not not I feel like that's a fucking dude. That's not, that's not right. an argument. So those are very like two very similar like topics, right? Like right. should trans women be in, in women's sports? And then the other side of it is – I mean basically it comes down to like are, do you believe trans women are women or, you know? So I think one of them is okay to have. Um, like, I feel like that's, you know, people could argue that or debate that in good faith and give you like statistics of like, this is why I do think it's fair. This is why I don't think it's fair. Right. But the, the other argument, um, I mean, yeah, I'm sure people have it all the time, but um, at the end of the day, you're trying to, one, one side of that argument is trying to like deprive people of, of rights that they should have. Um, and at that point, I feel like it's not, it's not a valid argument to have. So transphobic people, you can't be friends with. Um, I mean, if I openly know that they're like super transphobic, cause I mean, some people just don't like, they just keep that shit to themselves, you know? And right. I would never know. Um, but at this point, I feel like not really. Like, I, I think it's just, Especially after, like, if I'm meeting somebody and that they, they like divulge that information like right away or like through conversation, <laughs> yeah, I just be like, okay, like that's not, you know, like we're just not gonna be cool. No, but I'm, I'm then, Larry, and I don't like transphobic people. Oh, sorry, Larry, can't be your friend. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't like transphobic people, so you mean <laughs> I don't like trans people? But uh, if it's like, um, like a friend of mine, like already. And then it kind of like comes up. Um, I'll try my best to like, um, like educate them, you know, right. or tell them why, um, like why I think that you know trans women are women, or like the science behind it, or like the all you know the years and decades of like studies, and you know why it's it is a big deal uh, for trans people to for them to like be identified in the way they want to be identified. Sure. Um, and I mean, for the most part, I've never come across anybody that's like, um, like that I've talked to them like that. And then they just still refuse. Like, Oh no, like fuck that. You know? <laughs> um, and I mean, I haven't had that many conversations like that with like existing friends to begin with. Um, but I mean, if it ever does, I feel like if, at the end of the day, like, it doesn't stick with them. I, I don't think, like, I, maybe I won't, like, completely cut them off, but there will definitely be some, like, like, distance created, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. I, see, what about this? Let me, let me ask you this. I've never really talked to anybody about the way I feel about issues like trans people. Lalo, I, honestly can tell you i don't fucking care i don't care if you want to do whatever you want to do i i 
I grew up in an age of, you know, David Bowie being Ziggy Stardust and, and everybody's persona and everybody living their own lives in the, in the 70s was kind of a different time. So I grew up in this age of like, if you want to be gay, be gay. I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to choose it. I'm not going to choose a side. I'm not going to wave a sign. I'm not going to not be your friend. I don't care what you do. If you want to dress up like a woman, if you want to be a, uh, a trans person, if you want the surgery, if you want to be gay, if you want to be kinky, I really don't give a fuck. I, that's not an issue with me at all. I won't take your side, but I'm not going to be against you because I don't right. care. Yeah. And, you know, for the longest time, I kind of thought the same, you know, like, I don't care. Like, you could do whatever you want. Right. Um, and I mean, to a degree, I still think that, like, you know, it's up to you. Like, it's your life. Live it however you want to live it, as long as you're not hurting anybody. But, like, the more I, like, look into it and the more I, like, uh, see it, like, just in real life, I I kind of begin to think that it's not – and, I mean, it sounds super, like, liberal and, like, super fucking, like – social justice warrior but you know same like with like lgbtq rights and like um like race uh relations you know right i i don't think it's enough to not be racist or it's not enough to just not be transphobic because what what tends to happen is um yeah you just like you personally might not care you know like me like we don't care um but I think it's not enough to just not care. I think we also have to like actively like support it and support them because like many like other minority groups, they need people to support them that aren't part of that minority, if that makes sense. Right, right. For it to become like more like widely acceptable, you know. I need to do clarify here. I'm not going to let someone be ostracized or i I, won't, I refuse that i won't let them be right and, and that's yeah that's, that's kind of what i was like getting at because for some people like they won't care but if they see it out in public they'll just like kind of like stay in the background you know no 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 my let me let me reify clarify this i don't care what you do but i'm not gonna let somebody take you down because of what you want to do i will stand up for your rights but I, I stand up for women's rights and children's rights and uh, animal rights, but I'm not one of those people that's going to wave a fucking sign. I'm just not going to do it. And why do you think that is? I don't, I don't have, um, I don't have the passion to, um, to do it. I, I, I've never been to a rally. I've never been, you know, I, I've never done any of that. Uh, I have, like I've talked about her before, I, uh, Lori. I o I only knew Lori. I didn't know. I didn't know the former person, and mm -hmm. my, and she was beautiful. She was a beautiful person, and everybody was like, you know, that's a fucking dude. And I'm like, I never knew the dude. Okay, I only know Lori, so that's Lori to me, and that was a comfort to her because. I loved her even though she knew, even though I knew what her, her history. So that's the way I feel about it. If I come across you and you're a trans person and I will call you whatever you, whatever, you know, pronoun you want, it, it, but I'm not going to be like, I, I'm just not one of those people to 
get involved in like activism. Activism. I'm not. I'm not that guy. Okay. But I will stand I mean, up for your. I will stand up and beat the shit out of somebody that's picking on somebody else. <laughs> I fucking hate that. Yeah. No, and I mean that's like, um, like that's fair. I think that's a fair thing to like to say or like a fair stance to have. You know, because I mean that's that's not for everybody. And just because you're unwilling to like go out in the streets and like fucking protest or you know, right? Um, I don't think that diminishes your like passion or like stance on on a certain issue. Some people just aren't comfortable. Like, uh, I will vote. Like going out. You know? I will I will vote my conscience if you are uh, against gay people or you know I will vote your ass out I won't I won't put up with that shit Yeah we, and I mean I have think to be progressive probably, here That's one of the most like important things you can do is I think voting cuz that's where like the real change really starts to happen you know Yeah yeah I, as long as we're talking about Lalo's uh, hierarchy of issues here, <laughs> where does where does our friend Texas fall on that on that hierarchy, man? In um, um, the Supreme Court this week, being I mean, to me, that's like a like that's a like a woman's rights issue. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, I might I even know. wear a T-shirt about that one. <laughs> I don't know. Texas is just. You know, I've I read uh or not read. I seen a, I think what was his name? It was this comedian. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, George Carlin or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it was an old clip, but it's very relevant <laughs> to today, where he talks about that conservatives, um, they're not really pro life. They're just pro birth, because yeah. once that baby is born, they could give two shits about the baby. exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, they they want all this pro life like legislation, but then they're against like uh welfare or like assistance or you know, head start and you know, free daycare. They're against all that stuff that would benefit the life of the child that, you know, they're trying to force people to have. Exactly. Um I, and I, one of the like his one of the final quotes or like it's a long joke that he has and towards the end he says that conservatives don't from the moment it's born they don't give a fuck about that baby until they reach uh military age and then all of a sudden you know they care about that baby once again um and his final line was it it got me pretty good like it hits pretty deep for it might hit pretty deep for some people he said conservatives uh they want to raise uh they want these babies to be born so they could become dead soldiers at the end. Of the oh, day. ouch. Yeah, Carlin was a fucking master at comedy and political activism. Yeah, he, uh, he was my favorite comedian for a long time. He's been dead for quite a while. But, man, like his seven dirty words you can't say on television, shit like that. It's... <laughs> He was a master at making you laugh and making you think. But that's a powerful statement right there. They don't give a fuck about yeah. you. They just want you to be dead in the end on the battlefield. <laughs> so protecting their rights. So, I mean, and the whole issue, like, in Texas, I think it's, like, total bullshit. It's, like, because at the end of the day, the only people that that bill or that law hurts are 
like the underprivileged people. Yeah, the, because all the these like super wealthy and like you know, the, I bet you there's even politicians over there that have like you know like mistresses that get pregnant. They'll just like fly them out of state. Yeah, fly them to California, get an abortion, and then you know that's the end of it. But all the people that are you know don't have that luxury or don't have you know the capability to you know leave Texas, um, you know they're being forced to carry this child. Yeah. Um, or I mean, at that point, it's like a fucking fetus or a clump of cells. So it's like, I don't know. I think it's. Well, I mean, I do know actually. It's it's like it's bullshit. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, what like we we have no. And by we, I mean like men. I don't think we have any right, like whatsoever, to make that decision for people, for women, and I mean for people because there's like, uh, there's people that could have kids that you know, or like trans men and stuff like that. <laughs> so I mean they could get pregnant too, technically. What about? So I mean for people, it's just, I I think it's just, it's completely like bullshit and just unethical. Well, what about the Supreme I mean, Court? What do you think? That uh, they, do you think that was cowardice, or or they don't want to take it up right so. now? I think so, because I mean, it was five four, right? Yeah. So I mean, it's it's one of those things where that, um, like that Amy Comey Barrett, um, uh-huh. like appointee, like really came to show itself, like that it, it does make a difference in, in in stuff like this, because you know, if it was somebody else, it probably could have gone the other way. And I mean, once again, if you see Justice or uh, Roberts, he went with, uh, he sided with like the liberal uh, justices. Yeah. So it kind of shows, like I've said it for a while now that I feel like Roberts is like, <laughs> like kind of turned a 180. Um, yeah, he has. Either that or he's like more like impartial than people thought he would be. And that's perfect. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, that ideally, that's what you want. Because um, I need mean, people like me, dude. Seriously, they're like, I really don't have. I, I mean, I, I want to look at all these issues from both sides, and I don't want to bring my like the the trans issue. I really don't feel one way or another about it, except you should have your rights to be what you are. I don't really feel one way or another about abortion, except you should have your fucking rights to do what you need to do in order to be free in our culture. If we truly are a free culture, then this is a, this is a non-issue to me. Roe v. Wade stands. Yeah, and I mean, um, like advocates for that law, or I mean, that are pro-life, it's all about, um, I mean, a big argument is, like religious you know um a lot of their arguments are like based heavy on religion um but i mean you know me you know that i could give two shits about any argument based on religion um (laughs) well any argument based on westernized religion anyway (laughs) yeah Uh, so it's to me i mean like if you really want to be uh you know super american and you know if you really love that constitution you would know that there's there should be a separation of church and state. So any argument you make based on you know religion uh, is un-American in my eyes. They're a powerful make, coalition, though, man. No, I know that. 
I know that I know how much power like religious institutions have here in this country, but I always like people calling un-American. I always like calling people un-American <laughs> when they make like religious arguments because chances are they're super like, or they claim to be like super patriotic and you know they fucking like fly an American flag like in the back of their truck and shit. You sound like one of those political activist antagonists. <laughs> <laughs> so when, like you call them un-American, like it kind of hits a it's a chord with them like it pulls on their heartstrings a little bit <clears throat> same thing when they fly like the blue lives matter flag uh and then they'll fly like a don't trade on me flag like right next to it right i i point out like the the irony in that <laughs> and and i mean there's like multiple ways to look at that because one the don't trade on me flag was meant for like uh like authority powers you know like don't come like it was meant basically for the police like right. fuck fuck the police like don't come onto my property don't mess with me and like my shit um and then you have a blue lives matter flag <laughs> um and then on top of that uh technically like if you look up uh like the flag code that we have here yeah one of those things that says that you would not you shouldn't um like uh change the flag in any way whether it be like the pattern or the colors right which desecration is it's called it's considered desecration to change right. the flag so it's like by adding like by making it all you know black and white and then adding that little blue line you're desecrating the flag well here's the thing too i love it when the people with the blue lives matter flags are you know screaming about the people that put a pot leaf on the flag <laughs> And fly that flag, or, or, like people that have or like a Grateful flag. Dead looking flag. What the fuck's wrong with you? You know, you yeah. can't change the flag. Well, it's, you just did, dickhead. <laughs> yeah. So, or I've seen even like fucking like football logos like on top of the flag. Yeah, I've seen like cowboy, the cowboy star, like, and then people think, hell yeah, like super American. I was like, nah, man, that's the opposite of anything. That's the opposite of American, <laughs> or is it? <laughs> I mean, I could give two shits about, like, I mean, there's people that, like, burn the flag and, you know, people, like, fucking lose their shit. Yeah, I know. But to me, that's one of our greatest, like, freedoms. And it shows, like, that's one of the ways for us to really show, like, how much, um, like, freedom we have. I mean, in, in that sense, at least. Yeah, I, I I don't own one. I don't own a flag. Um, but here's one here's one of the things as a veteran you know and when i see somebody burn the flag i i feel both ways about it like you just said i don't i want the person to burn it to have all the fucking freedom in the world to burn that flag but at the same time my heart is like ah fuck ouch that hurts and i mean it, it always comes down to um like why are they burning it you know they have yeah. a reason, they have a uh a reason to do it you know Right. And my my thing is always well. Let me try to find out what that reason is. Um, you know, chances are they're upset at you know the government or just the way the country works in some sort to the point where you know they feel like that's that's a good way to get that emotion out. You know. Yeah, and that's a good way to not only to get their emotion out but to elicit the emotion that they want. <laughs> they want the attention. It's like. Come on, man! I'm I'm burning a flag here to get your attention because this issue I feel so strongly about. 
yeah so it's it's a very good way to like at least for me to like start that conversation of like well you know why did you choose to do this or like what what's making you feel that you have to do this you know yeah you don't want bubba ripping his shirt off and kicking somebody's ass and then it just then the police get involved and then somebody gets killed and then a blue lives matter and then you are upset with that see it's how it snowballs (laughs) yeah and i mean i i've always like and I, i think i've talked about it here how um those like stances and like arguments are easily like debunkable or like you know you could poke through them super easy because um like all that like blank lives matter that's not black you know mm-hmm. so like blue lives matter or like fucking literally anything i've heard them all at this point all lives matter white right. lives matter yeah cows lives matter i get it it's, it's all like they're just they're not based on actual like outrage you know right uh or at least not real outrage they're all based on they're just counter protest to people saying black lives matter um and then people don't understand that black lives matter there's no like only it thrown in there you know it's not only black lives matter right Uh, they're not saying other people's lives don't matter um there's like the main like cause for that argument or for that uh like uprising was because you know people got tired of seeing you know these like black kids and you know like just black people like killed on the street um by police and that's not that's not the uh like the end of it right there oh there's a bunch of like black people being killed by police it's that it's happening over and over again without repercussions without any accountability without any consequences to anybody and that's where people started to get upset you know if every time there was a black person like killed unjustifiably and then the cop was like held to the full extent of the law this wouldn't be an issue it wouldn't be an issue at all right so you know it's like that's what the main argument is it's not just oh you know black people are dying to cops it's when it's unjustified when it's you know unwarranted and when it's avoidable and it still happens and then nothing happens to that cop that's what the outrage is from and i mean it's rightfully so like that would outrage me if it was i mean it outrages me now but if it was like you know part of like my community you know um i completely like get where it is part of our community dude that's i mean like if it was like a bunch of like brown people you know right and I mean, it happened that happens all the time too like there's brown people shot by cops all the time but i think it's it was very prevalent um you know you've seen like there's like videos out there and like you know the uh george floyd like there's some that are very like just out of line and like completely like you can't like explain it in a way where it makes sense that that person should have died you know right right i i i i listened to a a motivational speaker as a matter of fact yesterday i don't remember her name but she was a black activist talking about getting up out of her neighborhood and how everyone told her that leaving her community was you know she was abandoning her, her community and she said, no, I had to go, I had to get out of my community in order to see a different world to get 
um, organized to get educated because I wasn't allowed to do it down there. And I kind of agree with her, but it comes down to, it comes down to what, how we, how we phrase things and the, the hidden messages that we actually are conveying to people. And, and I'm not calling you out, but I'm saying I hear it all the time. Well, if that was happening in my community, well, the hidden message here is I don't feel like you're part of my community. Well, we have to start thinking that black people being killed by the cops is our fucking community. We are a community of one, not the ghetto and uptown and downtown and east side. But if, if a cop kills a black person on the east side, it should reverberate through our culture. And we should say that's our community that this is happening in, not yours. And I understand your outrage because we all should be outraged about that. That is something I feel very strongly about that. Yeah. You, you, we have to come together as a people and say, okay, the killing of George Floyd was wrong. Black Lives Matter. And instead of saying with that knee-jerk reaction of, I feel badly about your situation, but in order to assuage my guilt, I'm going to have to say all lives matter. That's where it's coming from. It's not, like you said, it's not from a point of outrage. It's from a point of protecting the way I think. And protecting my way of life. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Black lives matter, but all lives matter. No, that's not that's not the fucking argument at all. You're you're entirely right. It's these it black lives matter, and yeah, uh, Mexican lives matter, and yeah, but Mexicans and white people were not being killed at an alarming fucking rate here, guys. That's a, that's the situation we need to look at. We all should be on board with Black Lives Matter and we all should, you know, we all should be on board with protecting each other. And like I said, one community, not ghetto, not downtown, not east side, not white, not black. But fuck, man. How how do you how do you do that? How do you get people to stop thinking that they're being threatened every single time you bring up someone else's rights? I think that's one of the hardest <laughs> issues to solve in this in this day and age. I understand because people are so like, even though we're more connected than ever, it, we're very like isolated at the same time. You know? Yeah. Uh, and it comes down like even it's like the same thing is like with the vaccine. You know, everybody's like more uh, like about the individual. You know, mm -hmm. like as long as I'm living good. As long as I'm, you know, doing good, I really could care less about anybody else. You know, that's not like my family or friends. Like, it doesn't matter to me. And I think that's the hump we have to get over. That, like, point of you need to start caring for, like, everybody, you know? Yeah. At least to some degree. Except the unborn. Because <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where you just there has to be like a like a flip of the switch you know yeah uh, everybody's everybody's freedom costs somebody else something that's the way it is and we need to we need to accept that but yeah. people don't uh, understand we're not like this isn't a 
100% free country. And it's never going to be. And that's not a bad thing. Because there's some freedoms you shouldn't have, you know? You know, do I want... Are You want me to have, like, the freedom to go fucking murder somebody with no repercussions? Because any law that's, you know... Any law that makes murder illegal is taking that freedom away from me. Right. So do you want me to have all the freedoms? No. Like, freedom should be, like curtailed you know it should be uh monitored and it's not that doesn't make it a bad bad thing or that doesn't make it like fucking communism or whatever people want to say right but that's a really really poor choice of a word monitored (laughs) (laughs) it should be uh i don't know what's a better word regulated right that's that's because i you're regulating my uh my speeds on the freeway and you're regulating whether i turn left or right and and it's not just fucking chaos because total freedom is complete chaos that's right. all it is but monitored uh i don't know it's it's very aldous huxley of you sir <laughs> <laughs> regulate is a better word and it's just i mean I, I just i don't know the way i think of it it's it's pretty simple like I want everybody to have the same freedoms, uh, whatever they may be. Uh, and when you advocate for certain people to um, to not have those freedoms, I think at that point you're just like, it's not like that's not something I'm going to side with. And it, it kind of it reminds me of this. Um, it was like this Ben Shapiro interview that he did with uh, uh, what's that science guy name? Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh yeah, I don't know. Have you, I don't know if you've seen it. Um, I've seen a lot of Tyson as a lot of his interviews, though. One of the uh, like topics that comes up is uh, like being gay, and whether um, you know, like people have studied, you know, at least in some sort of like scientific way, um, if you know, b- being gay was like a choice, or if you're born gay, you know. Yeah, and. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson said it very well. And I I liked his answer that he said, you know, if ever at some point we find out that being gay is uh, like biological or uh, like neurological, you know, regardless of that answer, it should have like no consequence uh, to anybody, you know? Yeah. So like if we ever find out like if we ever discover, you know, that, uh, you know, being gay is like, uh, you know, neurological, it's something that's in your brain that, you know, they could fucking go in there and change, you know, they could <laughs> like, like fucking pill. like zap your brain or, you know, y- yeah, some sort of like hormone, like imbalance or whatever. If we ever find something at, like that out, it should have no consequences to gay people. Like, cause then that, that gives like the, like that starts to introduce things like uh, conversion camps all over again, you know? Oh yeah. And that's not something I think we should ever like come close to doing again. You know, it's some, it's just like, okay, we found that out. Great. But like at the end of the day, like who really cares? Cause exactly. what's more important is that person like rights and, you know, freedoms that supersedes, you know, whether being gay is a choice or or not yeah but you're 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 condemning other people's choices 
It, it doesn't. It, what is it? If my neighbor right now on the other, I live in an apartment complex, in a townhouse. If my neighbor right over there, on the other side of that wall, is sucking a dick, what? Who cares? If he chose to, or if it's biological, or if it's neurologic, who cares? It's his choice to do what he's doing behind closed doors. And you love who you love, man. That's it's so fucking ridiculous that uh, I've been dealing with the the homosexual issues, Lalo, since the late seventies when it became when it became mainstream to be to, to start thinking, and then AIDS came along, and that was a way to condemn it, and then you know marriage came along and that's a way to condemn it. And then adoption comes along and that's a way to condemn it. And it just seems like we don't want to accept for the last 50 fucking years, we've had gay people in our culture and we still demonize their behavior. Why? Cause I mean, if like, if that's the route people want to go down, um, then that's, that's an actual like slippery slope to like, Oh, well, you know, you can make the same argument. Well, you know, people born with like uh, deformations or like, you know, that are like delayed mentally. Yeah. um, They're like inferior. So they should have different rights, you know, maybe. (laughs) And, you know, I think that just takes us like fucking like centuries into the past where people would like just kill them, you know. So it's. Yeah, the Spartans. That, the, in, in Sparta, they they you were born and they looked at you, and if you weren't perfect, they tossed you over the cliff. Right. So that's that's an actual like. I usually don't like the whole like slippery slope argument, especially because most of them aren't like valid. Right. But that's that's an actual slippery slope. If we well, start to find things out about humans and how they differ, and then based on that information, make legislation to take away freedoms from people. I don't think that should ever happen. Yeah, slippery slope arguments are based on are arguments that are based on if this is true, then it doesn't say this is true now. It's like if I go on this hike and if I go on a on a narrow trail and if I fall, and that that's that's what's going on here. If this is if gay people this. If they that, then this. Well, this isn't happening. These arguments are, are completely maddening to, to have to, you know, if, if we give them this right, this is going to happen. How the fuck do you, if we let them, mar- man, dude, my favorite fucking argument against gay marriage was this one. If we let them get married, soon they'll be marrying dogs. How in the fuck does that happen? How did you get from how did you get from um, marrying a man, a man marrying a man, to a man marrying a fucking horse or a dog? What what leap have you made here? <laughs> it's a very big one. <laughs> it's a it's a huge one. Yeah, that's a slippery. That's not a slippery slope. That's a fucking steep cliff right there. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's one of those things where. Um, I think it's important to to always prioritize people's rights and freedoms over, um, I don't know, like science, I guess, in in this regard, at least. Yeah. Um, because, like I said, regardless of of the answer we find, um, it shouldn't impact anybody's freedoms. Because at the end of the day, uh, like I said, I want everybody to have the same freedoms. 
and no amount of like scientific like evidence is gonna make me change my mind on that like oh well you know like look here like it says like uh being gay is like a choice like okay well then they chose to be gay awesome and what and that's none of your none of your business yeah that's exactly what i would say it's like oh look they're choosing to be gay it's like yes look they chose the cherry slushy over the lemon lime (laughs) (laughs) that's that's my stance on that and i think you should check it out it's a very good uh, interview with uh Ben Shapiro and Neil deGrasse Tyson. And okay. if you like look at it, it's on his channel, I think. And uh, like, it, in my opinion, like he got completely like destroyed, like Ben Shapiro. Yeah. On his, because uh, he was like talking about like trans, uh, like trans sports and stuff like that. Um, and like, if you, but if you like look at the comments, they're all like, they're like, this guy's a joke. Like, how is he a scientist? Blah, blah, blah. Like, he succumbed to like the, the far left and all this stuff. But then it, when I see it, that same interview that they saw, I'm like, Bench Pro just got fucking destroyed yeah. on his own show. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to put it in the, the link. I'm going to put a link in, uh, in our notes today. I'll look so it, it just up. Goes, it just goes to show you how you could watch the exact same thing as other people and they'll see it <laughs> completely different. Yeah. That seems to be a theme of our, of our podcast. It's like, we're all looking at the same fucking thing here. Why are you not seeing what I'm seeing? <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, like I've said, like multiple times in this episode, um, I'm all about equal freedom and equal rights and anything that you believe that goes against that. Um, like I'm never gonna get on your like stance or follow your, your stance, you know? Right. Because well, it's, I we just have don't to understand. We have to realize here too. I want. I'd like to add before we go. On this has been a good podcast. It's been a good one, man. Because we've covered your Lalo's hierarchy of issues and and my addiction and trans <laughs> issues and gay ad- abortion. But listen, if somebody else's behavior, I think this is a good way to judge it. I'm not telling people how to judge it, but this is this is my way. Yeah, you should have all the rights and all the freedoms in the world until they begin to infringe upon other people's rights in a way that becomes detrimental. It's like, yes, I believe you should have guns. No, I do not believe you should be able to kill people. Okay? Right. Yeah, I believe you should be... Uh, you can be homosexual, trans, trans. You could be, You could be whatever the fuck you want to be until you start hurting other people with your behaviors. And I mean, usually those things don't hurt anybody. Like someone well, being gay is not going to hurt you. Well, yeah, it might hurt. It might hurt the feelings of a conservative Christian, and then then we have a problem. <laughs> yeah, but that's something I have no care for. So, <laughs> aha! So now it's you're not free to be a conservative Christian. No, you no, are. You be a, but if you stop running your mouth and hurting other people with it. <laughs> All right, man. Nice, nice job today for being half asleep. And where you where you headed today? Uh, actually, I have to go to work today. What? There's some uh, today and tomorrow. Um, there's some like OT that came up because there's we have some people we have to. They want us to check on in every day because they're like oh. on the edge, I guess. Oh, well, that's cool. Good job. So. Good job. So it's like a few hours in the morning and then a few 
in the afternoon. Probably like four hours in total. All right, that's cool. I'm going up into the mountains today. I went to a concert, my first concert in like years. I saw that Weezer. Oh yeah, I love Weezer. That was like my. Uh, I have like a bucket list of artists that I want to watch, and Weezer was like the last one. Um, I was like, I had like a few, like huge Weezer phase, like when oh, I was did younger. You? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, I still like them. Like they're still one of my favorite bands. Um, but it was it was pretty cool. I've got ACDC left and Pearl Jam. That's the two that I haven't seen. Are they still like touring and stuff? ACDC just came back. Uh, I mean, they they lost Angus. He died. But the three that were remaining got back together and are touring with a new guitarist, new drummer. So uh, Brian's still singing. He replaced Bon Scott back in the 70s. But they're still the same old band. And as far as Pearl Jam, they're the same fucking band. I, I, I have to see Eddie Vedder. Dude, I have a gay thing for Eddie Vedder. <laughs> I've seen a... Cause they had like a, like the jumbotron and stuff over there. Yeah, there. I remember seeing like a, an ad, for Pearl Jam. Yeah, they're supposed to be in L.A. like three times last summer, and they're still putting it off because Vetter uh, is waiting for safety. And that I'm I'm cool with that. I'm supposed to go see um. Daughtry this weekend with my wife and daughter. Uh, not not a big fan, but whatever. And then thirty eight specials next month, so I'll okay. be going to two concerts this this month and next. That's pretty dope. I have a because this concert was actually supposed to happen last year, but then it got postponed to July, yeah. and then it got repostponed to September. So, and I know some people that bought their tickets in like twenty nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> they barely got to see it. You know, I bought tickets to see the Wallflowers and Matchbox Twenty in. Uh, january of 2019 it was supposed to happen in may of 2019 it got postponed to may of 2020 and or 2021 and now it's postponed again so i'm gonna have had these tickets for years <laughs> my thing as long as they keep saying postpone and not cancel them I'm, I'm good with that exactly i'm good with that because we cancel enough shit in our culture <laughs> i'm gonna go see uh i think rob snyder is coming here to town uh, early next year, I think in January, February. Oh, from Saturday Night Live and yeah, yeah, like all them like Adam Sandler movies. And I mean, I, I I've never like seen a stand up, but my girlfriend really likes them, so we're gonna go. And then I'm gonna go in. I think it's April. Uh, to see, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. His name is Tom Segura. Oh hell yeah, dude! That dude's I hilarious. Fucking, I fucking love Tom Segura. Um, he's coming. Yeah, he's coming in. I think it's April, like late April. All right, I'll be at that one for sure. He's coming. He's gonna be at the Fox Theater. They're both gonna be at the Fox Theater. So. You can have. I already Snyder. got my. I already got my tickets for both. So. All right. It's pretty dope. All right, you can have Schneider. I want to go see Segura. I, I we, I, you know what? I, that just reminded me. Um. I'd like. I'd like to. In the future, near future, talk about cancel culture. That's fine. I don't know if it exists, but. It's a wave. It, it's happened to some people. I'd like to talk about that. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, my main, like, I don't know if you want to call it like a little teaser, but I mean, like, my main thing is, um, is it really like cancel culture or is it people just being held accountable? Responsible? Accountable, yeah. yeah. Well, Jay Leno said, yeah, I wanted to talk about it because 
And here's my teaser. Jay Leno said, when I go to Utah and they tell me I don't want to hear about, you know, certain things, he goes, I just change my, I just change my, my stand up to fit the crowd. I don't want to, I don't want to uh, truly offend anyone. And then you have other, um, comedians like David Cross, who will just pl blatantly tell you, if you don't like what I have to say, fuck off. Yeah. I mean, you're like, I think when you go to a comedy show, like chances are you, you're familiar with the comedian. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's their show. If you don't want to hear that, then just leave. Well, see, and <laughs> that's where, that, that's that where I say, you say, you said, you know, um, I don't know if there's cancel culture, people being held accountable. Well, I'm saying I think that there's some people out there who are fucking headhunting and they're going to places where they know they're going to get offended and then they're going to say something. Like, you, you can't go to see David Cross if you're um, a, an abortion activist or, you know, because he's misogynist as fucking hell and, and people are laughing and he'll tell you plainly it's fucking comedy it's not like i really fucking feel like this it's just funny to say because of the the culture that we live in everybody has these thoughts that they think but they don't say so when someone else say, says them and brings them out into the open it satirizes them and it lets everybody relax just a little bit yeah and i think it's very important yeah so. exactly exactly so. Like, don't say, you know, we can't say shit on a pod. Well, we can say a lot of shit on a podcast. We can't say on the street. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> fuck that unborn baby. <laughs> That's what everybody's saying, right? When you talk about, when you talk about abortion, I know, I know we need to go here, but when you talk about abortion, are you actually saying, some people are saying, yeah, it's a woman's right. Other people are saying, no, you're saying fuck the baby when you're not. Right. So that that's where the comedy comes in and somebody says, Well, fuck that unborn child. Well that no, that's not how we're feeling, but that that's a funny way to look at it. That's yeah, that's all like I'm a, saying. It's a response like to their super like exaggerated <laughs> like stance, you know. Their super exaggerated stance needs an equal and opposite super exaggerated stance. Yeah. <laughs> Except mine's funny and yours is not. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. All right, dude. You ready? I'm going to the mountains. Yeah. I'm going to work, I guess. All right. Well, you go You go do that, man. I'm not. I have two days off, and I've got to recover from this little bit of hangover that I have and drive up in the mountains and get some fresh air. Unless something's on fire, then I might get trapped up there and die, but who cares? <laughs> Whatever. I died in nature. That's where I should die. All right, man. Well, everybody listen. Support each other. Stop screaming at each other. Stop shooting each other. Stop beating each other up. Fly your flags. Do whatever you fucking want. But try to get along this week. Lalo and I will see you next week, man. And uh, this has been the Thoroughly Wrong Project. Remember, might have said something fucked up. Might have said something that pissed you off. Just deal with it because we totally admit, like Joe Rogan totally needs to admit, we could be thoroughly fucking wrong. It's a podcast. See you next week, Lala. Later, man. Later. You have now experienced the Thoroughly Wrong Project with your podcast hosts, Lalo and Bob. We can now be found on Pandora Radio, 
Apple Podcasts, Podium Podcast, or by searching The Thoroughly Wrong Project to locate our YouTube channel. You can contact us directly by email at thoroughlywrong at gmail.com or just leave a comment on any of our platforms. Until next time, thanks for spending your valuable time with us. And remember, always speak up and never be afraid to be thoroughly wrong.